Welcome to the Sermon Podcast of First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ of St. Paul, located in Matamidi, Minnesota. We are a suburban congregation united in Christ and grounded in the values of diversity, solidarity, and witness. You can learn more about us by going to fccstpaul.org. Here is this week's sermon. Our text for today comes from the 21st chapter of the Gospel of Luke, verses 25 through 36. There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on earth distress among the nations, confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, and for the powers of heaven will be shaken. They will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, stand up, raise your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Then he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the leaves. As soon as they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is already near. So also when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Be on guard so your hearts are not weighted with the dissipation and drunkenness of the worries of this life, and that day does not catch you unexpectedly like a trap. For it will come upon all who live on the face of the whole earth. Be alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place and to stand before the Son of Man. This is the word of God for all the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. Well, this is not an an easy passage to understand. At least it wasn't for me in preparing this sermon. What are the signs all about? Are they signs of the coming of Jesus or are they the signs of something else? Are they the signs that are of hope or are they the signs of foreboding? It's really hard to not see signs as something negative, as something that you have to worry about. I can remember the artist Prince came out with a song in 1987. It's actually one of my favorites called Sign of the Times. And he talks about some very dark times of that time period in the 1980s of drugs, of AIDS, natural disasters, the space shuttle Challenger disaster, fear of nuclear war. These were all the signs of a very dark future. So the writer of this passage, the writer of this gospel, is talking about a creation that is in uproar. Nations are in distress, leaders are in disarray, the public is in a panic. And it is only then that we are to look up and have hope that Christ is returning. This is the time that we know hope is coming. So the day after Thanksgiving, 
that's when we usually start hearing Christmas music until Christmas. So actually, this year, we were starting to hear this after Halloween. I'm hoping next year it's not after Labor Day. The wider culture wants to view this time after Thanksgiving, and we call it the Christmas season, and it's supposed to be this time of joy and celebration. But the fact is we know that these times are not times necessarily always of hope and celebration. And that's why we also have, that's why as Christians we have this time called Advent, where we are preparing for the coming of Christ. We know that the times that we are dealing with are challenging. We deal with a current pandemic of COVID-19. And just as we thought that we could put the mask away and maybe go back to whatever normal is, now we are hearing about yet another variant, Omicron, that appears to be spreading. Our country is so splintered in so many different ways that it is not uncommon for people to talk about the nation splitting up or becoming or having a second civil war. If we go abroad, Ethiopia, that for maybe the last 20 years has been considered a symbol of stability in Africa, is now on the verge of civil war as an army from the Tigray ethnic group is battling the Ethiopian army and it's trying to make its way towards the capital of Addis Ababa. If we went north, the Russian army is massing on the border of Ukraine, sparking fears that Russia will invade its ex-Soviet neighbor. And China continues to rattle its saber as it toys with Taiwan. And people are wondering if this will be a showdown between China and the United States, two nuclear powers that I should remind you. I could go on. The signs are present in the air. Advent, the name Advent, comes from a Latin word, and that Latin word is Adventus, and it means coming or arrival. So Advent is the time that we prepare for the coming of Jesus. It is basically looking at two, coming, two arrivals, remembering Jesus first coming to the world as a tiny baby, and waiting for the second coming when God, when Jesus comes as our King. But is Jesus telling us when this will happen? I remember growing up as a kid hearing about the rapture. It's this belief that Jesus will come at some point to snatch up the believers. And there were always people who thought they knew exactly when Jesus was coming, down to the exact date. Well, considering that we are all still here, that they were wrong. 
And there is something a little bothersome about the belief in the rapture because the belief is that, that we who are Christians will escape the very dark time, which is called the Great Tribulation. But the rapture means that it allows us to think that we are going to escape persecution. But if you look back at history, the fact is there are scores of Christians, faithful people who faced torture and who were killed. Why didn't they escape the Great Tribulation? In this passage, I think Jesus is telling us that none of us, I repeat, none of us will escape trial and tribulation. But still, when these signs are happening, this passage tells us how we should live in these times that are very foreboding. The late disciples theologian Fred Craddock notes that this passage in Luke is a dramatic witness to the tenacity of faith and hope among the people of God. So when we face difficulties, we can look up to heaven and to God, and we are given hope that the present problems that we are dealing with, from pandemics to racial strife to war, will not last forever. God's new age will come. And the good news is that when these signs happen, we are to look up to heaven in hope because our salvation draws near. Now, we are not told when it will happen, but we know that it will happen. And we wait in hope, knowing that our present sufferings, where it looks like the powers of evil have the upper hand, will not win. Advent is the story of a God that is not uninvolved, that does not sit back and let things happen, but enters into time to put the world to rights and to bring us back to God. Now, God's coming should bring everyone a sense of hope. But it won't always be, people won't always feel hopeful. Because sometimes good news, which is good news for everyone, may not feel like good news. The theologian Justo Gonzalez notes that there are many who are in mainline denominations, congregations such as ours, in some ways want to have the good news without the eschatology or the last judgment. The book of Luke, which is, as we start this new church year, is the, the gospel that we will be focusing on, is really focused on reversals where people exchange places. So people who are on the top exchange places with people who are on the bottom. And reversals can make one afraid because there's this fear of losing everything. So if you're someone that's life is doing rather well, well, the good news, that hope, may not always feel so good, good to people. But there is hope, and there is redemption. 
Gonzalez says that those of us who might be doing well and might be considered on top, it doesn't mean that we have to become poor, but it does mean that we must engage and work with those who are poor to engage in solidarity, to join in God's work, especially with those who are on the outside. It means joining in God's work and against the forces that mar God's world in ways such as racism. We are not going to solve everything. Our point of joining in is not that we are going, we as the church are going to solve the world's ills, but we are working with God towards the day when God returns in from the heavens and all of the isms that harm us will ultimately be defeated. As I said, Advent is about hope. It's knowing that the bad in our world and even the bad in our hearts will not win. Now this past week, we saw in Georgia that guilty pleas were handed down for three men for the murder of Ahmad Aubrey, a young black jogger. I was reading in Christianity Today an article by Kimberly Deckel, who is an Anglican priest, and this was written pretty much shortly after the verdict. And she wrote that the verdict is a symbol and a sign of justice, but on this side of heaven, it's only partial justice. Advent, she says, reminds us to contemplate the many losses that we experience as part of the human condition. So we're glad that the racism that killed Ahmad Arbery has been called to account through the conviction of these three men. It is important, and I need to stress this, it's very important that justice was carried out in the deep South after such a long history of African Americans in this part of the country being murdered by usually white men. And in those times, people got away with it through all white juries. So it is good news that there is justice. That is a sign. But it is partial justice because that will not bring Ahmaud Arbery back. He is still in the grave. But Deco believes that Advent is about expectant hope, both now, for the hope now, and into the future. She says, I believe it begins with resting in the assurance that all will be made right when Jesus returns. But I also believe, she says, it means caring about, longing for, and actively pursuing justice in the meantime, especially for the marginalized. A faithful response centers on those the side, on the sidelines and prophetically calls for justice for them. The theme throughout this season of Advent 
is it's the end of the world as we know it. The signs that we see in our world of plagues, of wars, of local strife, of crime, of climate change, can feel apocalyptic, like the end of the world. Now, if you are of a certain age, which I mean my age, you know that what follows this phrase, because it's also the phrase of a very well-known song by the band R.E.M. Michael Stipe sings, who is the lead singer of R.E.M., sings the following words after talking about the end of the world. And I feel fine. Now, I don't think feeling fine means ignoring the problems of this world. It is not giving in to hedonism. But it is about hope. Hope that while our worlds around us might be ending, this is not the end. We will feel fine because we know Jesus is coming. Jesus came long ago to bring us salvation, and Jesus will come again. And no matter the troubles that we face, we can know that we will feel fine because the one who will come will set things right. Thanks be to God. Amen. We hope today's sermon podcast was nourishment to your soul. If you'd like to know more about First Christian Church of St. Paul, please visit our website at fccstpaul.org. That's F-C-C-S-A-I-N-T-P-A-U-L.org. May God be with you in the coming week.